that for the last month, we've been looking at the sermon series, All In. And we've done that because that was the youth council's, that is the youth council's theme, All In. And so we decided, well, let's just be all in on, on All In. Uh, and so today, as I, was, as I was prepping and getting ready uh, for this, which is a very different kind of feel than what we normally do. Light. Oh, I caught, that's what it was. I caught the projector and the light caught me in the eye. Uh, as we, it's a little different feel uh, than what we normally do as I was preparing and thinking through it. I wanted to look at a person in the Bible that was all in on God. Now, there are a number of options you can look at. There is certainly, I thought, maybe David. David was all in on I thought maybe Moses, Moses went all in. I thought about Daniel uh, in the lion's den. I thought maybe looking in the New Testament, I thought maybe Peter uh, being all in. Except for that one time, yes, that one time. <laughs> Which is a whole other sermon. I thought about Paul. I, I even thought uh, about maybe Mary. And Mary being all in. But I ultimately came to Abram, who becomes Abraham. And why did I come uh, to him? Well, if you look at his story, if you read Genesis 12 through about chapter 24, 25 is where his story ends. If you read through those and you see all the things that Abram, Abraham, gave up all the things that he walked away from to be all in on what God had for him. And from Abraham, from the obedience of Abram, or Abraham, not to jump to the end here, but the obedience of Abraham, you get the nation of Israel. And from the line of that line, you get King David, and from that line, you get who? Jesus Christ. Because of the obedience of one person, the generational change that happened, because he was all in. If you want to look what was read earlier, I won't read it again because it was beautifully read. Thank you, Jackie, for reading that. Genesis Chapter 12, just 1 through 7 there. That's the call of Abram. That's where God says to Abram, Hey, you, I want you. You know what's great about the, Hey, you, I want you thing? That's not exclusive to Abraham. God says that to you today. Hey, you, I want you you so abraham abram gets this call i love the fact that when he is called by god he says i will make a great nation i will bless you i will make your name great and you will be a blessing i will bless those who bless you whoever curses you i will curse and all people on earth will be blessed through you I love that. So, so there's so many times in Scripture when you read Scripture. This is the first real one where outside of Noah, 
This is the first like real calling of someone. And I love so often in scripture, you remember when Moses is called, what does Moses do? He's like, oh yeah, that sounds good. No, he argues. Wait, wait, oh, what? No, I'm good. Are you sure? Me? Right? You even look at when Jesus called the disciples. There's that, there's some of these, some of the disciples say, uh, are you sure you want me? Are you sure that some of it's very, I'm not good enough for that. Some of it is just flat out. What are you asking of me? That's why I love whenever God sends an angel, the first thing the angel says every single time, fear not. <laughs> every single time. Time. A little side note here. I don't think angels look like what they do in the Hallmark movie. Because every time they show up, they're like, hey, man, don't be afraid. I know. Don't be afraid. <laughs> Abram gets the call. And what does Abram do? It says, so Abram went. Abram went. That's what it says. In your own life, do you ever feel that tug of God? What do you do with that tug of God? Do you rationalize it away? You say, I'm too busy, I'm too this, I'm not good enough. I'm... Or do you do what Abram did? And Abram went. May we be all in when God calls us and just try not to rationalize things away. Try not to think through of. Oh, how is that? I don't know. I don't see it, God. Yeah, yeah. Faith. If it truly is God speaking, move in faith. This calling that God places on his life affects him forever. It also affects those around him. Here's the other piece. I'd love to see the conversation between Abram and Sarai. Hey, so, uh, yeah, we got to pack up and move. Is that cool with you? Imagine that conversation. Scripture doesn't really give us that. But having had some of those conversations, I am grateful that I have a very faithful and loving wife. <laughs> God gives us a promise, and Abram honors God. At that point, at the end, in verse 7, it says, The Lord appeared to Abram and said, To your offspring I will give this land. So he built an altar there to the Lord who had appeared to him. God gives, us, gives Abram a promise. And what does Abram do? He honors God by building an altar to him. When God speaks to you and does what he says he was going to do, do you take a moment? Do you take time to honor God? Part of being all in is recognizing that we need to honor our maker. We need to honor the one who brought us salvation. We need to honor the one that that's why we're in this room. That's why you and I know each other. And maybe you don't want to know me, but sorry. That's why we have this great, amazing kingdom family of God, where we get to interact and just by honoring God who has placed us here. 
Ephesians 4.1. As a prisoner for the Lord, then I urge you to live a life worthy of the calling you have received. Each of you, each and every one of you and me, no matter how old you are, no matter how young you are, have a calling by God. And the writer of Ephesians says, I urge you to live a life worthy of the call. If you jump over then to Genesis chapter 15, the story of Abram continues. Genesis 15, 1 through 3 says this, After this, the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision. Do not be afraid, Abram. I am your shield, your very great reward. And Abram said, Sovereign Lord, what can you give me? Oh, hold up. What? Where did that come from? What happened to the, okay, I'll go. Three chapters later, it's, oh, Sovereign Lord, what can you give me since I remain childless? And the one who will inherit my estate is Elizar of Damascus. And Abram said, you have given me no children, so a servant in my household will be my heir. Abram was disappointed. Abram was disappointed. And he looked at God and said, you told me I was going to be a father of a great nation. Where? Now remember... When, when he called Abram, he was 75. Where's the kids? I had Maddox at 33. Oh, I'm exhausted. Uh-huh, I'm glad you're here too, baby. 75. Abram was disappointed he had no children. Have you ever been disappointed? Have you ever had disappointment in your life? Moreover, have you ever had disappointment in your life because of you, because of what you thought God said? Because of what you thought God promised you? Because of what, how you interpret what God said to you? Have you ever had that disappointment in your life? It's a great feeling, right? No. No. It's the, what? What do I do with this? All of us have had disappointment. Every single one of us. I stand up here, an old major who's been a Salvation Army officer for a long time. I would be remiss if I told you I haven't on two occasions decided, you know what? I think I'm going to, I'm out. I think I'm out. And yet God continues to be faithful to me. And I am so grateful I'm not out. It goes on then after verse three, it goes on in chapter or verse four of of chapter 15. Then the word of the Lord came to him. This man will not be your heir, but a son who is your own flesh and blood will be your heir. He took him outside and said, look up at the sky and count the stars. If indeed you can count them. Then he said to him, so shall your offspring be. Abram believed the Lord, and he credited it to him as righteousness. God answers his disappointment. Friends, God 
answers our disappointment. Sometimes it might not be the answer we want. Sometimes we might have missed the answer because sometimes we're looking for these big things and God is just moving in these little things. I don't know. I don't know in your own personal life what disappointments. Some of you I do know. But I don't know all of you in here what disappointments you've had. But I'm here to tell you that God is still faithful. God is still loving. Are you still all in for what God has for you? Philippians 4, 6, and 7. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. In all things, good, bad. Here's the thing I love about our God. He's big, real big. Which means when I am disappointed, when I am discouraged, when I am those things, I can still go to him. And that does not, that doesn't change how he views me, how much he loves me. It doesn't. I talked about it a little bit earlier, but I want to dig in a little bit more. What Abram gave up to follow God, to be all in. What he gave up to be a part of God's plan. Well, he gave up where he lived. He gave up familiarity. You know that comfort where it's just things are familiar and it's nice. He gave all of that up. He gave up making decisions for himself. Because once you're all in on God, God guides your life. Hey, hey, hey. It's Fat Albert. Right? This is me. <laughs> I got a little ADD. Sorry, guys. When we're all in on what God has for us, that means... I don't get to choose by myself, which means I have to trust in the Holy Spirit of God to guide my life. Now, not to the point of should I brush my teeth today? Yes. If you're asking that question, the answer is yes. You should brush your teeth. Good, good girl. But in what you do with your life, how you move, If you're not seeking guidance from the Holy Spirit, are you in a relationship with God? Are you just coming to church? Relationship with God means I give up my own free will to His will, to God's will for my life. Abraham gave up comfort, familiarity, the place where he lived. He gave up his own free will and said, okay, I will do what you ask of me. Dude gave up his name. God said, no, your name will be Abraham. He gave up a lot. 
And as you read the story, you will know God even asked after all this disappointment about having a, uh, children, when God gave him a child, God then asked, what did he ask of Abraham? Take him up to the mountain. Sacrifice him to me. God asked for his son. Ultimately, we know the story. God said, no, no, I just wanted to see if you were all in. And God provided a different sacrifice for Abraham. Abraham was all in. To the point that not only about changing his name and, and not only his name, his wife's name too. Not only the changing the name, but changing his identity, who he was. Because a new name, just like when you see Paul, Saul becoming Paul. It's that new connection. There's a newness, a new creation in God. He gave up a lot. But let me ask you something. What did he gain? What did he get for giving up all of that? He got a relationship with God. He got to do something that mattered for a long time and still matters. So yeah, Abram sacrificed a lot by being all in. But look at what God did with him and his family. Look what he did. He changed the world through one person saying, okay, I'm in. Look throughout scripture. Who are the people that God calls It's a shepherd. It's a Pharisee. It's a fisherman. It's a tax collector. It's a murderer. It's... God calls the people of the world that the world says, yeah, you can have them. And God says, watch what I do with them. What can he do with us if we were all in on God? What can he do with us that would last beyond our own life, that would ripple through eternity? The things that we do with the power of the Holy Spirit can last forever. That is what it means to be all in. Yeah, we give up a lot, but oh my gosh, what I get in return, I could never pay for. I could never give enough to get back what I get in return. Set aside talking about our eternal reward, our temporal reward right here, what I get back in return. So this morning, as the music plays, take some time in your seat in prayer. If you want to come up, you absolutely can. You do what you need to do. But are you all in? on God and what he has called you to.
Thank you.